Hi, it's Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival. If you've seen the TV show Emily in Paris, we've got another one that could be a plot line. Disgruntled former CPA named Molly goes to Cardiff. And we're going to chat with Molly Kate of Electochrome right after the intro theme. Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival, coming to you from the greater Toronto Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. And we're back. And we want to welcome, welcome uh, to the Classic Camera Revival, Molly Kate. Welcome to the podcast. Woo! Thanks, guys. <laughs> I hope I didn't just like blow the DB levels in my mic. <laughs> don't worry. We're not audio perfectionists. Uh, no, we're not. So welcome to the podcast, Molly. Um, I've, you know, in doing research, I found out you used to be a CPA with uh, Ernst & Young many moon ago in the U.S. And then you went, not nah, you, you burned out. Then you joined a <laughs> software company. Yeah. yeah. It sounds it was, like a it, joke. It's like, <laughs> let's try this again and see if we get a different result. So go from one high pressure industry to another high pressure industry. Yep. That is the definition of insanity. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what was that inflection point where you just said, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm getting out of Dodge. Yep. Yep. Well, I think the um, 1 a.m. office time where your boss makes you stay until you get something done, <laughs> but you're like falling asleep at the wheel driving home. I think that kind of moment is the, uh, yeah, this isn't healthy. I need to get out moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the big question is, um again did you wind up getting into photography after you bailed from corporate hell or we was photography a, sort of a lifelong passion that was kind of like the this is what's keeping me sane right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure the second one <laughs> exactly yeah so what drew you to the uk so when i switched over into private so i went for i was actually a pwc <laughs> <laughs> which, which um sorry may or may not be worse than Ernst and Young <laughs> sorry Ernst and Young people <laughs> um but it's yeah so when I went over to the software company um about two years in I was like mm, yeah this was kind of the same thing and uh, I really wanted to live somewhere different outside of New England because I'd always lived in New England and I wanted a different place to go and it was too cold <laughs> the winters were too long and um, I initially actually asked for a transfer to Texas because we had an office there but there was no finance function so that was kind of ex-nade <laughs> uh, and then then we had but we did have a finance function in London so I was like well what about London and I just kind of threw it out there not thinking that they would actually um, make that happen uh, but my boss and he was like, he was actually like, oh, actually, we can make that happen. Because uh, I think they were very highly focused on like retention statistics at the time. <laughs> so, they were like, we we can't lose any more people. <laughs> I mean, we work them to the bone, but we just we want them to stay as well. So uh, so they made That's that happen. Classic. Here's another pizza party. Please yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. You know I, the life. I I'd take a transfer to uh, London England over a pizza party. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so or I was like, okay. Oh, uh, you know what? That's one of my next stops. I need to get there. Nice. Yeah. I definitely, I need to get there this year. So, um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. And then that was good for a while until COVID hit. And um, 
then I think I so I went to the UK in November 2019 and so I lasted about two years then <laughs> wait hold on yeah no three years so I lasted oh my gosh <laughs> the accountant that can't do math <laughs> don't worry it's all what about memorizing the tax act it, that's it it's like math yeah there's that's what spreadsheets are for yeah, yeah you gotta memorize the tax act yeah yeah just know the, the country you're operating in <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so so in the UK, so I've been in the UK since 2019. Um, yeah, and then finally I was like, okay, I gotta stop kidding myself. Like I'm done. The, I'm done. But by that point, I had actually saved up enough to actually leave. So then I was like, okay, like I can afford to do this. Um, mm. So now is the time for that break. I've always been planning. Um, you know, maybe do some more photography. <laughs> like I've always wanted to do. So and then here we are. <laughs> and here you are. You landed in Cardiff. Yep. Yep. home of doctor <laughs> who and torchwood yes, yes. <laughs> which i need to watch <laughs> alex are you a fan are you both a fan because alex i think you commented on something yes where, I'm, yeah <laughs> i am i am a big doctor who fan i'm a i'm a big sci-fi fan in general yeah. and i i really have my mom to uh thank for that so she watched the original star trek series okay she yeah. watched she watched doctor who and star trek star wars mm. in fact my parents saddled me with a babysitter to the opening of the Jedi. I That's was... awesome. <laughs> there you go. Your parents sound amazing. <laughs> I was a couple months old. Yeah. Yeah. So That's sweet. So, okay, wait, hold on. Star Wars or Star Trek? Both. Okay. Both. Good answer. <laughs> Both. I do. I love it. I do. Star Trek, Star Wars, um, Babylon 5, Stargate, um, Dr. Torchwood. Um, I read Isaac Asimov. Heinlein so just all over the place. yeah yeah did you ever watch Firefly yes yeah okay that's another one that's on my list <laughs> Firefly is good really enjoyed yeah. that so so um so you, you're now in the UK and you uh, so have you always been shooting film or is it one of those it's a medium that you kind of sort of sort of then the pandemic started hey let's give this a shot <laughs> I've always shot film okay yeah, but I never did it to the intensity that I have done it for the past couple of years. Mm. It's always been, it was film first because I was a 90s child and I grew up with disposable cameras. My mom had a Canon Rebel K2, um, mm. which I've got that now. Nice. And uh, yeah, <laughs> super awesome um, automatic or electronic SLRs. <laughs> Love those. Um, but then when I was a teenager, that's sort of, I mean, digital became more affordable. So I mm. think we got into those and then it was always side by side. I took a darkroom course in university, really loved it. Uh, sh probably should have followed it more, but I was like, well, I have to afford to live by my, you know, afford to be independent. So <laughs> got to find a job um, that makes, you know, accounting obviously is very reliable. And uh, yeah. And then in my twenties, it was a lot of digital because it was a lot of street photography. Uh, so then, yeah, the past couple of years, I sort of burned out of accounting burned out of the screen. I was like, I want something more analog, less digital. So I started shooting film a lot more and that hasn't slowed down at all. So <laughs> so now it's like just a few digital sessions, maybe to balance out the budget now mm, and right. mo mostly film. <clears throat> Are you pursuing photography professionally now uh, as a recovering CPA? <laughs> yeah, uh, sort of. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I've got... Um, I've got a couple of weddings booked for the summer because those are probably, I don't know, it's the thing that makes, 
it's it's high um you get a lot of money out of it yes yeah <laughs> you could get yeah. it's, it's a lot of pressure and stress but um for what like it's just one day and it is you can amount so i think out of all the genres uh yeah. that's sort of what i've gone towards now yeah. uh fashion I, is a bit yeah <laughs> I, I really enjoy um photographing yeah. weddings but i also don't do a lot i'm one year yeah so i can yeah. really go into it and just pour all the energy to it <clears throat> and i look for a good client people get along with yeah and yeah i bring along both do you do the, the film yeah, as well? the digital so, uh yeah yeah yep of course yeah oh nice um and then um really lug the f5 along as well yeah i can nice. share lenses back and forth yeah and then for portraiture i usually have a yeah 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 i think i've seen a couple of your wedding shots and they're really nice <laughs> <laughs> but i love how you do i love how you say you how long have you done that um like oh i think i did my first wedding in 2006 and it was awful yeah <laughs> Oh man, it didn't help that the bride and their wedding started in August, in August 721 when the ceremony started. In the morning and or at night? At night. Oh. So we were already starting to lose light. Yeah. And the officiant did not allow photography during the ceremony. What? I had to basically bully them to be able <laughs> to get the first kiss and I had to stay in my seat. Oh man, that's rough. That's rough. Oh. <laughs> have a good contract. Yeah. yeah. Have yeah. a really good contract. Yeah. I got bullied into doing a wedding once, never again. <laughs> Smart. It was a friend's <laughs> dad who was getting remarried. His first wife passed from cancer a few years before. He met someone. He called me like three weeks before the date. Oh, yeah. yeah that's last minute. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of like it was in a... a an Anglican church that was built after World War II. So it was a basically postmodern bunker. Yep. No light. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I talked to the Anglican minister, just sort of scouting the venue out and going, oh, yeah, can I, can I shoot with flash? No. Mm. And it's like, okay, so I'm going to be in a yeah. cave. Yeah. Even pushing like HP 5 to 1600. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not going to happen. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> he was not really happy tough. with the results, and I haven't heard from them since. And it's like, <laughs> Thank heaven. I'm not, yeah. it's not my jam. Yeah. Please no. Okay, I can yeah. do portraits, but it's just sort of a very choosy who I do for. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a formal context. Otherwise, things can get weird. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's so important to find people that you jam with. Um, exactly. I, I found that out. Yeah. And I, and I actually really, I would probably love to do just a couple a year and then do other, maybe some other stuff like writing, but yeah, it's, it's really hard when you've got a mismatched client. Oh, I know. It's a nightmare. So speaking of writing, I've noticed you've sort of taken to Substack like a duck to water. Uh, how do you <laughs> like that as a platform? I love it. It's uh, it. They make everything incredibly intuitive and for someone to set up um, a newsletter and get people signed up. There are a few like niggles that I have about it, but overall it's it's really awesome. So if anyone is interesting, because I've tried other platforms before like MailChimp and I've always sort of had a blog and had a, a sign up on my website mm. and nobody's ever signed up. <laughs> of course not. Like I, uh, have, I have a blog and it's been going for crap since 2006. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. I'm a little I, scared to move it. It's that big. Yeah. It'll take a lot to move, move yeah. mine. 
Yeah. And, oh. and and I basic cut out a whole bunch of content just to slim it yeah. down. Yeah, because I mean, and also yeah. the renewals, like the um, renewing the renewal fees and like the size limits. I don't know what you guys have for hosting, but that can be a like headache as well. <laughs> mm. Um, my headache is the fact that I host. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> that I, is even more uh, ambitious. <laughs> well, it, it came about from a class I took in when I was in college as yeah. a Unix system and system had been. And I basically have been running almost close to the same server. Just the hardware has changed over the yeah. years. But yeah. Oh, that's no, no that's super cool. Cause I've, I, I knew someone that did that and he actually hosted a bunch of um, like our friends blogs as well. But nice. I've only done Bluehost, and mm. it's yeah, it is. It does get expensive on renewal. <laughs> uh, but actually, Substack was easy to import all of my old blog posts. I oh. think I just gave them the link, and it just copied just everything over. It was every- yeah. I think some images got lost, um, but that might have been because I actually deleted the images. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it's okay. I'm not. I haven't. I don't have the the depth that you guys have with your blogs. Uh, so I'm okay if I lose a little bit. Um, but it's a, if it's a post you really like, like, yeah, that would be heartbreaking. It's just like, yeah. I don't have a backup for that. More. Yeah. Yeah. And the images are, the image placement is the most time consuming mm. to go and put back in. So mm. yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> that hurts a little bit. <laughs> but for the most part, it actually transferred good. So, uh, but the yeah. only thing, yeah, the thing with Substack is that you don't own it and you can't control it if Substack decides to do something to their platform. So that's yeah, the, like one of the downsides. With, yeah, like we've seen with Instagram over the past few years. Yeah. And uh, well, I've also noticed you've got a strong YouTube presence, which again, I enjoy your videos, especially as I think your recent, I think I love your recent photography with Santa Color 100 when you were in uh, Portugal. Oh, that film is amazing. I know. I've, I have fallen in love. Well, we're lucky because we've got Flick Film Electra 100, yes. which is the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. comes out to about $15 Canadian per roll. So it's like pounds, I would say what, eight, nine pounds, give or take. That's so nice. <laughs> I, I, I've just sort That's of. such a good deal. It's sort of replaced Kodak Ektar 100 for me. So this like, yeah. uh, you know, it's over. 20 Canadian now I don't know what it would be in British pounds sterling with VAT backed out but uh yeah Aerocolor 4 is a lovely film to shoot with and I love what you've done with it and uh, and I'm trying to remember which camera did you use when shooting it oh so I was using the Leica CL but I had the uh Minolta Rocor uh 40 millimeter on there so it was there we go it was an odd combo because it was the Leica body but the Minolta lens (laughs) Which grand irony is Minolta provided like a lens blank. Yeah. So yeah. At that point, they were they had their uh, engineering partnership. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually like I like the design of the Minolta body where the like the shutter is better mm. than the Leica body. Um, but yeah, so it, it was interesting to find out that that was actually made. It was all made by Minolta. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, it came off their assembly line. I wouldn't be surprised the. Uh, was there like a 40 millimeter equivalent? I, I think so. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think there was, cause I've seen like a bodies. Not, yeah. I'm not yeah, familiar with Sumericon the CL. C. Yeah. There was a, yeah, there was a Sumericon, Sumericon mm-hmm. C 
um, 40 millimeter mm. f2 i wouldn't be yeah. surprised it's broker glass which is there is a yeah which is based on if not the same as the uh emerald car mm. yeah i'm not familiar with the cl series i've got like an m3 and an m42 oh nice yeah granted the m42 has canning glass because well like a glass is expensive and yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah i mean if you and oh 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 i think we had a glitch yeah there was a glitch in the matrix Oops. <laughs> Somebody signed into something somewhere. <laughs> so you were you, you I, I we were talking about the M3, the M42, and I was saying, yeah, I had Canon glass for the two, and you were gonna say something, and then it was just like <laughs> frozen. Oh gosh, I hope you didn't screenshot that moment. <laughs> no, no, that's this is an audio only podcast. There is no YouTube video for it. So yeah, no, no follow-up Instagram posts, bloopers from the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry this will be edited out um, yeah that's okay you guys feel free to edit whatever you guys need to okay um so, but yeah i was gonna say the canon glass i mean why pay triple or quadruple the price for pretty much the same if not just as good or even sometimes better the only downside arguably <laughs> vintage canon rangefinder glass finding decent examples because mm. yeah. a lot of them either have fungus or worse yet haze and if it has haze you're in trouble yeah because they can't fix haze i think it's the type of balsam cement they use with the lens elements and oh interesting that said if you can get a 51.4 canon screw mount that is basically the japanese sumolex and i love mine yeah is that the like is that the same thing as the ltm the like a thread yeah yeah like a thread ltm i love okay i i'm a huge fan i love my so I have a Canon L3, which is probably my favorite camera. And I have the Jupiter lenses. And I've been looking at Canon lenses um, for that mount. And I just love it. I just love the whole system and all the, yeah, it's awesome. The L3, <laughs> I'm trying to picture that in my brain. I have a P and a Canon 7. Yeah, the one lens I really love I have that just lives on my P is the 3518. Okay. Made in the okay. late 50s. I love yeah. that lens. You do yeah. not need a lens hood for it because... The element is super recessed. Yeah. So just pop a filter on it and it's it's safe and off you go. Yep. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. It's it's very similar. That's very similar to the Jupiter 12. It's so recessed in. So mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I don't have to worry about <laughs> scratching it. Yeah, the Jupiter 12 is <laughs> a fun lens. I had that on a Kiev 3 moons ago. Oh, okay. Nice. See, I, I had, um, I was given a Jupiter 12 thinking that I could mount it on my contacts 3A. Uh, but yeah, yeah. no, because it's yep. it has that rear element would have yep. just shredded. Yeah. So I ended up um giving it to somebody else. So yeah, that those mounts are really tricky because um even I so I had a Fed two and mm. even the it's like whatever version of it, some fit that lens and then some don't. So it's it's super tricky. So oh, it's- yeah. I, I had a comment on my recent video on the Contax 3A, where in it, I talk about how difficult it was at math, yep. right? And someone made this snide comment about like, oh, you know, you just set it to infinity. Everyone knows that. So mm. I say like, you know what? This is, I didn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> right? It was just me on my own. Mm. I couldn't find any information online. Yeah. Right? So just saying everyone knows that isn't necessarily true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the gotta love the um 
the snide YouTube comment. The armchair, the armchair uh, critiques from the cheap seats, as I call them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because my brother has a Fed too, and he's got a collapsible Indostar on it, where mm, it's mine. Okay. I have to have the fixed one because clearance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried putting the collapsible on. It just will not go on. I went, okay, we're not going to try that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't want to push it. <laughs> no, no. Yep. No, I, that's, yeah. Just underrated cameras. They're just built like tractors. And they're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah, I mean, they they look, they're very similar to the older, like, a, like I, I'm not sure if this is the right model number, but like a 3A. Do you know the old ones with the, the twisty wine? Yeah, the Barnax. Like, the Barnax, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're very similar to those. And it's, they're just so gorgeous. I mean, they were obviously copies of. I were they the copies of those ones or um, the Leica other... two? They were okay. copies of the Leica two. Yeah. Only with yeah. better with a better back because with the Leica two, they were literally bottom mounting, whereas the Fed two, you can take the back off like a Nikon yep. F. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not have a nervous breakdown when you realize <laughs> the film did not take up on the spool like you thought it did. Oh man! Ask Bill how he knows. Bill, how do you I know? <laughs> got rid of all my Barnack Leicas. Yeah, that's why I borrowed my uh, my brother my brother, and uh, when my dad passed, he wound up with the uh, dad's uh, Leica 3G in the estate, whereas I wound up with the M3. That's why I love M-mount Leicas so damn mm. much. You can have <laughs> the Barnack Madness. Yeah, yeah, you can deal with that. <laughs> that said, they do look like pieces of art. Yeah, they are beautiful. So the next question is... Um, What's your sort of favorite style of photography? I know you love doing weddings. Are you more sort of outside of having to photograph people's special day to sort of well, pay the rent? And yeah. <laughs> uh, what sort of photography you like doing outside of that? And do you do that and then build your YouTube videos around it? Or you have an idea for a YouTube video, and then you shoot the photography around that? Oh, my gosh. Well, I think some it goes both ways, but I... Do you know what? It's, it's weird because my favorite probably style of street photography to work on and get better at. Oh, wait. <laughs> photography is street photography. Um, So that but I often don't I don't do too many YouTube videos about that. Oh, my, <laughs> my sister is visiting and she's all her stuff is in this room. So she's sneaking in to grab stuff, <laughs> distracting me. <laughs> um, Say hello. Oh, she's good. OK. <laughs> yeah so so my favorite style to shoot is street photography Mm. but i often i don't do as much youtube with that because it's very hard to film youtube videos doing street photography unless someone is like behind you with a camera i mean you can Mm. put a gopro on top of the camera but then i think there's there's a lot of pov street photography videos yeah it's kind of sort of done to death i think you can lean into travel Yes. Yeah. So I actually, that's much easier to shoot. Um, and it's more fun to edit and make a video from that as well. So travel street combo. Um, I often, yeah, I'll go somewhere, shoot anyways, and then film and make a YouTube video from that. Um, okay. yeah. And then, but sometimes I have like a really interesting film or a really interesting camera that I want to like shout about and make a video about and I might just take it around Cardiff and some more like architecture or nature stuff and then make that video so it's kind of both it it goes both ways (laughs) Mm. 
Well, the big advantage you have is you are based in the UK. So you get to see Europe way more often than Alex or I will because it's a lot cheaper to get around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've only been to Europe once and that was three weeks in 2015. Totally worth it. And just waiting for the little guy to get that, get old enough to appreciate and then yeah. take the trip. Yeah, that would be amazing. And if I'm still here, you'll definitely you're you're more than welcome to um, come to Wales. <laughs> awesome. Visit the Torchwood. Uh, how do you say that? How do you pronounce the Ianto? Ianto. Ianto. Yeah. yeah. Ianto's shrine. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, it, is, it is much easier. Like the flights. I mean, it's just incredible. You can get $30, $20 flights to somewhere. I mean, but then, but then the accommodation is expensive and yes, I mean, depend, depending on where you, what level you stay in, I mean, hostel or, uh, apartment or hotel depends on your yeah. budget, yeah, but yeah, that, <laughs> that was the one thing I did notice where hotels were a little more expensive, yep. um, especially the, uh, the chain hotels, but the, uh, the smaller ones were slightly cheaper, but you got less. And I mean, it was fun. It was just me. So it was, I often would, uh, book my hotel the same day. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I would just pull up the uh, app and just like, oh, yeah, there's the one near the train and yeah. go from it. But yeah, no, those those flights hurt me because. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't I don't want to rub it in. $1,500 for the fly round Ooh. trip to Regina, Saskatchewan. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's painful. that's within Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cheaper to fly to Europe. It's, it's, it's economics. More people fly to Europe, so they put a bigger plane on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of that, um. Any sort of insight, sort of like, I guess, traveling with film gear within the, well, technically Britain's not in the EU at the moment, but sort of mm. going, like if you had issues flying with film within the EU when you, once you get there, or is it more a case of people get it within security screening? Or the other option is, is there enough infrastructure where you're at? There's a C41 lab you can process on the ground. All of the above. <laughs> yeah, so... It, it really depends on where you go. Um, mm -hmm. Leaving the UK, I often, now I fly, so in Cardiff, I fly from Bristol a lot and mm -hmm. they won't hand check your film. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't care. <laughs> they, they have no sympathy. Um, you just, you know, you, it has to go through the scanner. So what I do is I put it in the uh, lead lined bag, which there's, I, there's no like, research that I've found that shows it may or may not protect it. So I can't say it does or doesn't because I've had film go through protected and unprotected in that. And the results are like the same. Um, yeah. The big challenge is, is uh, airports worldwide are upgrading to CT scanners and that just yep. makes film. Uh, yep. Yeah. And actually, so I flew out of Logan in Boston because um, I visited the U S last year, my family, and I think they had the updated scanners. And I put my film in the lead bag and it went through and they, they obviously like flagged it up. And I asked the guy, you know, are you able to see through it? Like, can you turn it up and see through it? And he was like, no, we can't. We can't see anything. And I was like, oh, OK. I, I don't know if that means it's protected or if it's did I, anything I turn out from that bag. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had any issues. Um, I I haven't had any fogged film. Even uh, through I, a CT scanner. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it was the bag that protected it. Yeah. Um, and then they I'd did a hand her, search. Tell our tell our listeners, do this at your own risk. Yes, we, yes. Do we not will not endorse take, this at all. Yeah. 
disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. You're on your own. Yeah. Yeah. At your own risk. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's my only experience with that. But actually in the US, they were more than happy to hand check my film. Yeah. When I asked. So nice. Super nice. Uh, yeah. Everyone, the UK, Bristol is really kind of uh, grumpy. <laughs> I've heard nightmare stories about Heathrow. Oh, so I can't actually remember the last time. Uh, I don't think they've checked my film. So I usually fly out of Stansted for Europe when I was in London, but I can't remember if he, I don't think Heathrow would hand check anything. Um, they don't care. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I've heard horror stories about Schiffel in the, in the Netherlands. It's the same sort of attitude. Okay. I'll yeah. go through the machine. We yep. don't care. Yeah. I yeah. Had, we're not wasting time. <laughs> I had no problems at uh Schiphol. No? None oh, whatsoever. Okay. They, I had all my film in your plastic bag. They hand checked it, and I was flying with a flintlock musket. <laughs> so, had no problems, and I've never had problem. Lee Bishop and um and uh, Toronto Pearson. Yeah, I haven't had issues with so, either of those airports either. It's, I think it's honestly more... the only place that I've actually had issues with them not wanting to check film was in new york city uh rockefeller and mm -hmm. empire state like nope but i'll go through the oh but wow again, okay. never never had a problem with those roles and they were completely yeah i've never been up either 30 rock or the empire state building i if i wanted the skyline shot i when i did visit new york city i would go to uh brooklyn heights and yes. shoot lower manhattan yes. from there and yep. i just use a wide lens and get you know the shot everyone craves that's the spot <laughs> yeah it is and it's so pretty it's really nice to be by the water there and you can walk brooklyn heights which is a beautiful neighborhood and it's like people just like it's like they, they everyone fixates on manhattan when you're really if you're going to visit new york city go to brooklyn yeah the pizza is the best oh <laughs> uh, yeah and of course everyone needs that shot down in dumbo of the uh manhattan bridge yeah of course cliche yep <laughs> um cliche but you gotta get it <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> of course and then you get the different shots <laughs> so if you're where would what place would you get, do a return visit and how you'd shoot it Ooh, oh i like this question um like a place you've been to before you shot it you think oh i got some decent stuff but if you got a chance to go back what gear would you take what film would you take how would you shoot it I would go, I would go back to Chicago. Yeah. Because when I went there, I only shot digital mm. and it was gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, think, I think I got too excited about figuring out the place and I forgot the rest of the, I, you said, you said, what would you take with you and what would you, what film no, what, would, you what shoot would you, what, what film would you take with you? <laughs> I would take black and white uh, and I would definitely do a lot of architecture or street. Mm. um but yeah definitely definitely black and white um i'm not like i'm not picky on on what black and white uh i'd take anything probably the cheapest foma pan <laughs> can't go wrong or, with foma pan. yeah um, or if I could, yeah or kentmere kentmere is awesome as well yeah so i've been doing kentmere 400 with the frugal film project yes. and it's just just throw a yellow filter on it and you're set it's like yeah i have a couple people i uh who are doing it in the Toronto area. And I know one of them, he said, yeah, I've been struggling a bit with Katmir. I said, yeah, just throw a yellow filter on the lens. Yeah. I and need to try that. 
and especially on a sunny day. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this stuff just snaps into place, especially uh, when I got out of the March installment. It was like after a snowstorm. Yeah. It's like we didn't get snow for most of the winter. And it's just like back half of February into early March, we had like, a couple of storms and it's like we got half the snowfall right there. Yep. <laughs> and the other little, half little was, spring. Uh... <laughs> well, the other half that was supposed to be snow just came down as rain. It was like really odd. Yeah. So how are you enjoying the Frugal Film Project? And uh... Oh, I'm loving it. Yeah. Um. So I think, yeah, I, I'm love. So the group, I mean, I love how active it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it does take, um, there's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. I try. Yeah. Yeah. I try and limit. I don't, um, obviously like don't want to do too much social media all. So I try to limit how much I go into Facebook, like maybe a few times a week, but every time I go in, there's so much to see in the frugal film group and I want to just see everything, <laughs> but there's not, um, I mean, I need like a, a clone, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's awesome, and I I love how active it is, and um, everyone has so many different combos of cameras and film that it's really cool to see what everyone chooses and what's out there that's affordable, uh, and the results mm-hmm. that people get with this film it's affordable as well is really um, so yeah it's it's been it's been awesome, and it's been fun to shoot it as well. Do kind of like a roll each month because um, I usually just shoot without too many projects ideas in my head I just kind of shoot where I am or where I'm going mm-hmm. it's really cool to have a project to work on in that way as well so yeah it's 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 been awesome yeah it, it really has and again it's just great to see how people decide to sh- when they decide to post and all that and and one roll a month is but I have all these ideas <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? it's not enough <laughs> I want to do this right one roll a month yeah. isn't enough so yeah <laughs> put some on the back burner it's like okay that can be yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that makes it more that makes it more affordable as well because not only are you shooting with you know an affordable camera film but at a no f- more affordable pace um mm-hmm. i mean i'm i do shoot more than the film <laughs> project but i think you don't you don't have to you can do it slow or mm-hmm. so yeah but it's yeah it's cool. <laughs> and i and i also like seeing people's blogs and the youtube videos that they do as well uh that's i think that's really cool I have a Ugo film later this year to just sort of go over whole year overall. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause I, you said in your, your last one that you were sort of reduced YouTube um, yeah. frequency and yeah, which I totally understand because it <laughs> is so much work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, April our... will be, April will be another camera. And then July, I basically went into a lecture hall where I work and sat down on a chair and talk about 120 film in one, um, push-pull development in another, and oh, cool. pyro developer. Oh, and just nice. Just like me in a chair talking to cameras. It's boring, but I can do one of those very quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, because you're not cutting. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. They're all done. They're up. Ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good feeling. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for those because I'm, I also, I mean, especially the push-pull and the pyro developers so nice. that's okay i have something to look forward to <laughs> love it so are you processing your black and white yourself or you... yes yeah because mm. i think did you did you ask about the ferrania one was that you or is that someone else <laughs> someone asked about the ferrania how i developed it um P30. that would probably be me because i've been <laughs> that is one film I, I i'll either get it right 
or it just looks god awful. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the it doesn't um, suffer yeah. fools gladly and I've been shooting film for over 20 years and it's like even this is like god. Yeah. I'll just reach for UN 54. Uh Yes. Oh. I love that film. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Process in D76 one to one yeah. for 7 minutes. It's like bang done. It's at the door. It's just I don't know. They they used to have a North American distributor and then they I think with the change of ownership, that distributor got cut loose. And, oh, no. and so I, where do you I have? Just, yeah. Do you still get it from somewhere or? I can get it pre-rolled. I liked, I was yeah. bulk loading. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to buy the bulk rolls for $68 US. So I could okay. land it in Canada for under a hundred. Yeah. And it was cheap and cheerful. Yeah. I want to shoot that stuff. I can either buy it from Flick Film or I can get it from Lomography under I want to say the Potsdam. Oh, is that is that what that is? Lomo yes. Kino, it's Potsdam either Potsdam or yeah. Berlin. Berlin, I think it's the 400. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Potsdam. So you can get that 120 through Lomography. Yep. Which I really should grab a few rolls. Yeah, it's beautiful. I um I shot a roll in Portugal, but I messed up the developing. Yeah. But then I shot two rolls in Tenerife and it came out like I, I, I almost I tried to order a bulk roll of it, <laughs> of it because <laughs> it came out so good. Um, oh, and yeah. I used. Oh, no. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying with UN54, you process it right. It just looks gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, so I definitely want to get more of it. And which one did you use? Did you say D70? Yeah, or ID11. Okay. okay. I, I used the, I think I used the Bellini. Okay. Oh, D96 with the uh, Oro UN54 is absolutely gorgeous. Ah, okay. I thought you were going to say, oh, no. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. It, it's, it's good it's stuff. Nice. Yeah. And that's what I used to do the Ferrania P30, which also came mm. out awesome. Um, But I realized in certain situations, it's it, like about a third of the role was really gross. <laughs> Hmm. and then the rest of it was fine because i i was shooting it in super super bright sun um with heavy contrast areas and i think that's where it came out really good but in lower contrast light situations it wasn't it just kind of looked a bit like <laughs> but hmm. but yeah it was oh yeah so orwell un54 sorry i'm totally getting us off track <laughs> that's okay awesome awesome film yeah um one film i really just went to town with last year is the adox chs 102 oh process and fx 39 as per alex's recommendation okay i was gonna ask what did you use to process it okay fx 39 too and yep the end result it's a great combination uh if it was more available yeah i just yeah we got one guy one guy in canada who sells it when he's got mm-hmm. it in stock, I'll buy from him. When he's out of stock, you're waiting. Uh, waiting longer. Yep. And that's the downside of being. Yep. So you, you could very least mail order from Photo Impacts and get it to the UK. Mm-hmm. Granted, you'll be paying import taxes to get it to you, but. Yep. Heavy. Yeah. I did. You that. crunch the <laughs> yeah. numbers and see if it works for you. Yeah. I, I did that with um, Color Mission. Even with the taxes, it was cheaper to get it from photo impacts oh, wow. but now i think it's different <laughs> so so yeah you have you do have to crunch 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 different sources and see what ends up the best because it's not always the one next door yeah that is frustrating when you don't have a lot like a lot of places where you can get stuff yeah i was uh, what was your take on color mission i've been sort of 
Like, have you shot with that? And Ooh, okay. So I want to hear your thoughts on it. I so. have. I've been wanting to buy it, but I think it was last year. The stuff just sold through so fast. Yeah. It was like, <clears throat> yep. yeah, getting, getting our hands on it is incredibly difficult because yeah. just, people just buy it in large quantity. Yeah, like me. <laughs> and I'm scared if I buy it and like it, and all of a sudden it's like the, remember the Lomo F squared 400, which was the freezer stored Solaris 400 from Ferrania. I love that stuff. It was a lovely love oh. film. And when Lomo was done with that master role, I was like, sorry, no more. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's heartbreaking. I was going to say, I can send you, I have a few rolls left, so I can send you one if you want, for sure. But if you really like it, then I don't want to break your heart, Bill. No. <laughs> or Alex, no, I can no. send you one I've got well. Electro 100 now. And that yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. That's anytime. great. That's great. Yeah. Do you know what? And I prefer, uh, <coughs> oh gosh, this is quite a controversial statement, but I prefer the air color over color mission color mm. mission is beautiful and i love that it's not a kodak stock and it's made by adox and and that's mm. why that's why i would the only reason why i would buy it over era color is to support adox and help them keep going and investing in that's more color why realm. I, that's I, why I, I buy fx39 yep, and yeah adam all 40 40 um 49 yeah. the yeah. one um formula i really hope that adox picks up on studio all Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Oh, oh. All is, is <laughs> I think another, I'm in for a treat. <laughs> it's, a, it's another old um, AGFA chemical. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It often takes the back back seat of the, those giant station wagons that face backwards um, to uh, Rodinol. And yeah, um, okay. It's different because it's um, a hydroquinone based developer. Yep. Um, you can do it, can mix up it as a one to 50 and mm-hmm. then it's reusable or one shot, one to 30, and it okay. just produces amazing. And you can push with it, you can push develop, you can pull develop with um, Hydrofit, you know, mm-hmm. um, Compard, RO9, Special is, um, you know, and that's another thing. A lot of people call it RO9 Special or Rodinol Special. So mm-hmm. people think, oh, it's just a smaller bottle of Rodinol. That's and, what I thought. And, and I thought that too, until yeah. I realized, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good to know. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, so the color, so color mission, it's awesome. Okay. Um, it's I. Do you know what I've pushed it and I've shot it at box, and it can get super saturated. Mm. Um, when you push it, I've underexposed it by accident. Um, the one thing I haven't done is pull it a bit or shoot it or overexpose it. it. Yeah, yeah. So I want to the next roll. I want to overexpose it and see how it turns out because I. It, it is it is gorgeous but yeah i i do love it <laughs> nice have you ever played with since still 400d this is the one i have not tried so this is the one of the only new films i haven't tried yet <laughs> it's lovely yeah do you know what i i've watched every single youtube video i can find on it because it is just so beautiful um but it's got a lovely warm cast to it that yeah uh, i've shot it through my F5, yep. Canon new F1. Yeah, the Canon new F1 AE that has sadly developed shutter issues. Oh, no. Electronic. That's a beautiful camera. Yeah, so it's kind of coming back from one repair tech who was honest enough to say, sorry, this is above my yeah. pay grade. Oh. <laughs> Will I learn how to do work, work on them? So yeah. it might go to another one. Uh, and um, I shot it through an OM, Olympus OM4TI. What I get okay, of nice. the OM4TI is just gorgeous. Like yeah. 
It was in the fall. We were walking around the campus of University of Toronto. My girlfriend organized the photo walk and she called it the tour around University of Toronto's backside. So it was all the weird <laughs> nooks and crannies you don't oh, cool. usually go to. And we were there during homecoming week. Oh. Because then you have all these, some students coming back, then you had all these high school students coming to tour yeah. the school. That must have been wild. <laughs> oh, it was. It was insane. But of course, also the campus was half under construction. Okay. Yeah. Not, so, not the, um, not presenting the best. <laughs> you have to pick and choose where you shot and yeah. it is what it is, but 400 D I highly recommend if you can find somewhere you are, get it, try it out, yeah. run it through a few different cameras and see which one, see which one works. Makes yeah. nice. My one, I, I think I would get, I'll get one roll of anything to try it. And I would definitely, I definitely need to get a roll of 400 D, but I, I like, it's too expensive <laughs> in, in the UK right now. I think in the US, it's probably much cheaper because they're they're based there, but um, it's pretty expensive here. So I think I'll, I'll wait until um, <laughs> the, the dollar bills start rolling in from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. To shoot more. No, I'm just kidding. I don't make any money on YouTube. <laughs> it's very difficult too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you can always angle for sponsorship. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's weird true, though. Since still, I think it's like fifteen dollars US, or I think it's like a dollar, uh, two dollars cheaper than portrait. Mm. Uh, yeah, let me. Yeah, I think that's say. what I. Yeah. And it's the same like that in Canada. It's they're both around the same, but again, it's like since still, you can get portrait when it goes out of stock. Mm. You're waiting because yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, and when you have all these all these who that's all they they yeah. buy it in so much and portra 400 is a professional film yeah yeah right it's not designed to be shot by every single plaid and duke wearing one coating <laughs> youtuber i was gonna say instagram influencer but yeah that that, that would have to soak the mail before we open it <laughs> good chance that they're I was going to say, and, making bold and statements. A, and, a, and a two can carrying around a one program and, <laughs> and shoot Portra 400 like it's... Um... Yeah, and it, it's, I don't know, it's sort of, it, it's funny because this year, personally, I'm sort of switching away from the Alaris side of the Kodak Harris and looking at stuff that's made by the Eastman side, which also includes Aerocolor 4, Double mm. X, yeah, but yeah. also Lomography 100 and 400, that's made by Kodak. Yeah, is that East, is that Eastman? Yeah, well, Eastman does all the contract stuff, I yep. think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, of they, course, yeah. Sinstel. And I'd sooner give my money to yep. those guys because Lomo does a lot for the community. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, some parts of the world, it's like getting their product. It's you know, you're kind of debating which kidney you're going to auction off <laughs> on today, but that's okay. <laughs> it's all right. You only need one. <laughs> yeah, you can cruise by on one. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's fine. <laughs> Hope somebody loves you enough if you uh, have any trouble with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or by then, they'll probably 3D print you a new one. That's, oh, yeah, this is true. But still, it's sort of like there, there, there are options out there, but it's like funny. It's just like in the past few years, it's like, yeah, I just shoot Portra 400 or 800, and it's like they're kind of fixated. Whereas I think Matt Murray of Matt Loves Cameras pushed since still 400D, and he, he said, oh, yeah. Man. And he oh, got, he yeah. loves the results from it. So it's yeah. like, well, like I said, may not be the cheapest option out there, but it's an option that you can actually get. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Cause yeah, that's the other thing. And you're not waiting so six much months. Latitude. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was so impressed with Matt's and Matt's videos are awesome. And I just, yeah, the, that was one of my favorite videos um, that I've seen on YouTube is the pushing the 400. Mm. So yeah, I definitely, it's on my list. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long list. <laughs> a long list of stuff. I just saw something today that Barani had just reintroduced an ortho film. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I... it's, it's on my list of, again, to try. Yeah. Ooh. Hopefully it's a little easier to shoot than P30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to try it. Yeah, you're a little closer to it than we are, uh, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll grab some and um, ship it off with the color mission. Mm. <laughs> have you guys tried the Atlanta Film Co's ones? Yes. Alex it has. Is, it is awesome. So I actually ended up sending mine back to Atlanta yeah. for... Yeah the process because it's like okay you know what let's if i'm going to do this i'm going to do it right i'm going to send it off get it done the results are are weird so i have that reviewing up well by the time this episode is posted it will already oh nice yeah i have eight rolls of the euphoria oh man <laughs> in my freezer waiting for well we've got sort of warmer weather coming but it's like you want real spring with flowers there and more color. colors 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 and i plan to expose it as slide film so i want to see what that mm -hmm. looks like compare it to e100 uh, yeah exactly yeah. the same oh yep. even better because then it's ten dollars cheaper a roll <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the um the uh, <coughs> the only difference is is that the e100 made by kodak and sold through alaris where the um um the uh, euphoric made by e and then either sold to studios for filming or and to film co um buys it and the exact same and i did a roll of expired e100 in like a home ecn2 kit and got the exact same how did you like using the home ecn2 kit um i really enjoyed it um the the one issue i have is that a lot of other home ECN2 remjet removal mm, yeah. bath. Um, the one I had from the FPT did not, but mm -hmm. um, a, uh, a tablespoon of baking soda in at temperature water. You mm -hmm. pour it in, you shake it around, and rinse it out, and it's uh, it's nice and clean, so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I've I've only done that once, and um, I don't think I'll do it again. <laughs> no, I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. I, yeah. <laughs> I much prefer to do black and white process and format farm out my color to the lab but i do the same it's just yeah we got a good c41 lab not far from me not far, not from, far from me and they do great work and mm -hmm. there's a great c41 and e6 lab near my girlfriend's place in toronto so it's like i'm yeah. sad yeah. and you're supporting them <laughs> exactly which, is, which they need and yeah well mm. and the lab in burlington that building is we know the others we yeah. know the people who are doing the processing that to my my wife's parents know the two. Oh yeah that's really nice my wife babysat their kids oh <laughs> so small world yeah yeah that's really nice that's so nice to have so we're wow <laughs> where did we I'm, go time flies we go everywhere and that's great oh, but i i really have one one last question we close this off where did you come up with the term eclectic <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it's not like, I, I think I was inspired by, I was looking at a box of ectochrome um, and I was initially looking for a different name for my Instagram or blog because 
Molly Kate or Molly Kate photography was all taken by other photographers. And I, I wanted something that was different and that when you Google it, there aren't a million other competing things to come up. So I, mm. I cause I was like super into SEO at the time. Mm. And um, <clears throat> in my, I was really into like WordPress and SEO. So uh, yeah, I was already had it in my mind. I wanted something different. And then mm. I, str- I, I, str- I thought way too much about this as I do with anything. <laughs> But yeah, I struggled for ages trying to come up with something and I probably changed my Instagram handle or name or blog names. Like, I don't know how many domains I never have got, but I did. (laughs) Um, And then it just popped into my head one day when I was looking at something ectochrome and I was like, oh, well, I love a variety of different things. So I'm very like eclectic. (laughs) So I was like, oh, eclectochrome. And that was it. And I was like, I'm going to stick with this one. I'm not going to change it no matter what. Yeah. Yep. That's the way to go. So that's where it came from. (laughs) Perfect. And again, that's across all your socials, um, Instagram, Substack, and Facebook. You just recently lost Watch yes. your Facebook page. So yeah, if you're if you want to follow Molly and highly so you do, mm. um, you oh, can thanks, find guys. <laughs> all that in the, uh, in the episode notes on the blog and wherever you download your podcast, you'll find them all there. Mm-hmm. So Molly, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Your your work is amazing, and uh, so is just. Oh, thank you, thank and yours you. as well. It's been so nice to chat and actually like face to face, because I have been following your like. Um, I mean, both, both of you, <laughs> um, and in, in the groups and like, um, online and blogs and stuff. So it's, it's been so nice to chat. So thank you for having me. Thank you, Molly, for taking time out of your Sunday, your time. <laughs> of course. And yours as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well that wraps it up for this episode until next time. My name's Alex. Lokes. get out there, stay safe and just keep on being eclectic. Woo! <laughs> I this love is- it. Try this everything. Is Bill, <laughs> this is Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Bible. Stay cool, shoot lots of film, be a color black and white slide, and stay safe. Love it. <laughs> <laughs>